listening to SFP Now. Hello and welcome to another exciting post-pounding edition of Sci-Fi Post Radio, or, or also SFP Now, <laughs> as we call it. <laughs> um, jo- joining, um, joining me for, as ever for the review show is uh, Matt Pyle. Hello. Matt, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been up to all sorts of stuff. The anthology Tells a Monstrosity that I uh, co-edited, co-wrote, is out wide, wide release. All the bookstores out there. You can also find it at Books to Read, that's number two dot com slash tales of monstrosity so uh we've been getting getting some really good reviews coming in and and uh been enjoying you know uh seeing how people react to some of the stories at 19 stories and some of them are horror some of them are urban fantasy some of them are somewhere in between yeah, and, and they've got they've all got very unusual twists to them as well i think yeah different twists and monsters that aren't quite as common too um, like El Kukui and uh, uh, Puka and other types of all sorts of creatures from all over the world. So um, that's been a, a real adventure. I ate up a lot of time <laughs> with the Kickstarter and everything. It was the first Kickstarter I've ever ran. And it was uh, I ran all the way through and with great success. And uh, I learned a lot of cool stuff from it. And looking forward to uh, what the next project is going to be, a group project at least. And I've been starting to write some some more books of my own. Um, but yeah, otherwise I've been doing a lot of actual play. A lot of actual play, that's when you play role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games, you mm-hmm. know, streaming live and been doing Star Wars 5e on Thursday nights with Jeff, who was on the show last week and, um, and a bunch of other uh, cool guys. And, uh, and then also every other week, get Charlotte, which is the Everyday Heroes game system that's also uh, compatible with 5e. Uh, that's in a Tarotino, Quentin Tarotino universe. So we had a huge bar fight thing, a kung fu fight, a bunch of martial arts and stuff, and my character kicks some butt. So I'm an ex-boxer, Russian, super, really strong dude. So it was all fun. <laughs> I always, every once in a while, I throw in a subtle accent but usually i don't do the accent because i was like i don't know if i can do it you know all the time <laughs> i mean i was comedic um don't worry about it I'm, I'm crap at that sense too i don't think anyone's i don't think anyone is really good at that sense unless they've been trained to do them proper yeah 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 i'm not a voice actor guy so you know um but uh but that's a fun group to play with too and uh game with and and it's been a it's been a fun game so um but yeah that's what i've been up to out there in the in the world well uh on this end um just updating sci-fi post.net you know we've been doing a lot of comic reviews um we reviewed a movie called uh space wars uh recently that did pretty well for us it's um you know a new b movie that's come out starring michael pear and it's got lots of monsters in and stuff like that it's, it's i think it was kind of trying to riff riff on um you know kind of roger carman type movie but you know Kind of took itself a little bit too seriously for my liking. But the effects were fa- were fairly fairly okay. Oh yeah, Space Wars Quest for the Deep Star. Yes, there's that. Um, other than that, I've been playing lots of uh, WWE 2K23 on, on the PlayStation. Um, I've not been playing that. I've been trying to rank up on Rocket League, but I keep getting landed with the worst teammates on God's green earth. <laughs> 
Oops. And they're, they're probably saying to me, yo, who's this guy t- talking about us like that? You know, he, he's he's the worst teammate ever. He was ball chasing. I wasn't ball chasing, you know. I was actually mm-hmm. staying behind, saving the ball. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but, you know, it's um, it's it's one of those games where the the the, the matching system on 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 PC and on 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 console, mm-hmm. it's not very good. Oh yeah, it, it, it's very much the look of the draw on whether you get teammates that that know how to rotate properly and play the game properly. But you know, um, it's it's kind of fun when it's going well, but not so fun when it's not going well. <laughs> mm. You know, I've, I've just been playing um, before I came on here and um, I didn't do too bad. Played five games, won three, lost two. Cool. Um, you know, that's not too bad. Um, so that's it, really. I've not really been up to much other than that. I've just been, you know, doing the day job. Yep, yep. Day job pays the bills. <laughs> well, you know, every little bit of money I can make helps. <laughs> of course. And, and I'm ahead of my bills at the moment, so that's good. So I'm trying um, to figure. I'm I'm looking around for Space Force, see if there's anywhere that I can watch it uh, on streaming or not. Or it looks like you got to rent it everywhere right now. So it looks like yeah. it's on like all the platforms. So. Yeah, I rented it on uh, Amazon. I didn't. I didn't get a free. I didn't get a free copy. It was actually offered a free copy, but you know. Oh, we should get a free copy. <laughs> I didn't have time to watch it when it was when it was available to me for free. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like people get better reviews when it's free because you're like, if even if you don't like it, you're like, well, it was free i think it makes it like a one star difference don't you think um <laughs> just kidding um, um all so, right oh you know one one thing to mention in news that's happened recently um won't be quite as recent once you, once you hear this podcast but uh, the librarian's got a new spinoff series so or at least ordered the only trouble is it's being made by the cw which means it's probably going to be crap well, it's a new CW. You don't know. Mm, well, you know, g- given that they're looking to make cheap programming, it's probably programming. It's probably going to be crap. <laughs> it could be, but I was—I have to admit, I was surprised to, to, to hear they were making it. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. Um, we'll see how it turns out. I don't know. I'll watch it, but it's got a big pair of shoes to fill because I thought the I thought the original movies and the um, and and the TV, the librarians TV series, is probably one of the most fun concepts that they've had on tv and in, in probably in the last oh, like 10 years it's right up there with warehouse 13 and eureka for me yeah it's that kind of show yeah i don't know we'll see it looks like it's gonna be all new characters <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out uh but it's kind of cool they did that i i mean you know we talked about gotham knights before that probably doesn't improve the chances gotham knights gets gets renewed but uh well apparently gotham knights is the cheapest superhero show that cw's ever made apparently so yeah which it doesn't look super expensive, but I wouldn't have thought it was the cheapest of them all. But uh, uh, well, I, mean, I guess I guess it makes sense. Legends had a huge cast, so that's expensive right there, and and all that uh, different sets for historical settings would be expensive. Arrow probably spent a lot of money on all the martial art fight scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Season. Yeah, but uh, I guess I could. I don't know. Is it really cheaper than Batgirl? I don't know. It seems like comparable to the Batwoman. I mean, mid say Batwoman. <laughs> um, oh, that's probably a good thing though. If it's cheap, it's more likely to get renewed. And also, like I think I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, in other countries outside the U.S., it plays on HBO Max. I'm not sure about the U.K., but it does in certain countries. And um, and apparently does really well in other countries on HBO Max. It's like one of their top three or something, at least for a while it was. So that's pretty impressive. So maybe I don't think it's been picked up in the UK yet as uh, Gotham Knights. Um, normally, um, Sky, one of the Sky channels, will get it. Either mm-hmm. Sky Max or Show or, or Sky Showcase. Mm-hmm. 
before that it would have been Sky One, but they've split Sky One into sort of two channels now. <laughs> oh really? Do you have HBO Max there, Nikkei? We don't. We don't have it um, on any cable provider. We do have an HBO channel on on Amazon on on the Amazon channels thing. Mm-hmm. You can get HBO stuff through that. Um, but you know, we 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 have AMC in the UK, but that's so that's only available if you're a BT customer. Mm. Um, you know, that's um, one channel we got. Anyway, should we uh, get on with the show? Let's do it. Let's do okay. these reviews. The first show we're going to talk about is um, it's probably a few weeks old now. It's called Sino, and mm-hmm. it's uh, basically a bleak dystopian future. Humanity clings to survival deep underground within the confines of a colossal Sino. Doing yet an engineer is tasked with unraveling a mystery. Um, so, yeah. I watched the first episode last night, mm-hmm. which yep. was titled something. Titled something. <laughs> well, it's called Freedom Day, sorry. And um, I'm basing uh, Sheriff Becker's plans for the future of thrown off course after his wife meets a hacker with information about the Sango. And, and basing the first episode is, it's all a big flashback. Uh, yeah. It kind of starts two years in the past. Um, and Sheriff Becker and his, uh, his wife, um, I think she's called Sarah. Was she called Sarah, his wife? <clears throat> um, that's a good uh, good question. Is it Allison? It might be Allison, you know. Allison. Might... Allison is his wife's name. Um, it's not due, it's not due yet because that's Rebecca Ferguson's character. Um, but basically, they're trying to have a baby and it's mm-hmm. a third bite and they have something like uh, 365 days to try. Yeah, no pressure. Have a baby. No pressure. So it means they're kind of, um, you know, at it quite a lot. But between all this happening and between her trying to have this baby, she kind of gets involved with, meets with this conspiracy theorist who mm-hmm. believes that the Sango is um, basically a crock of shit and um, and it's safe to go outside. Yeah. And is it safe to go outside? What does happen to people who go outside? What really happened under, was what, 150 years ago? Whatever it was, the rebellion was. Yes. Some good questions. And, and that's it. The, uh, the, whole, the whole premise, we're all in this sign and they've got absolutely no idea about what happened, really. All they mm-hmm. know is that there was a rebellion of some sort, but they don't... They, they, all, all the history, all the books, all the data from, from, from the past has been wiped out. So they don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's a proper dystopian future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I thought the, uh, thought, thought the characters were good. I think David. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name here. I think David Iyango I- I- is bringing as a um, sheriff Holston. It's got Tim Robbins in, but we we only see a brief snatch of him in the first episode. He plays a character called Bernard. Uh, Common is in it. He plays Sims. Um, it's got a real good cast. I think it was Rashida Jones who plays his wife, Augustin Becker. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Great cast. It's. I was really curious about this show uh, because it's based on the book series Wool, which is by Hugh Halley. And Hugh Halley is considered like one of the first big success stories of an indie author. <clears throat> um because he had a, you know, got some, got this great TV deal. It's been in development for a while, um, and huge success from his work. Um, so, so I was really curious to see what's like. I haven't actually read it wool before, so, um, and I didn't want to once I heard the TV series coming out because I want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't sure what if I was going to like it or not. It would be too too depressing or whatever, like dystopian could be sometimes. Um, but uh, it, it's really intrigues me with the with the mystery and the characters. The actors are doing a great job. Feels very believable. A lot of high stakes going on. Curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm curious to see more. You know, more more of Rebecca Ferguson's character, the engineer, because 
I think she's kind of like, you know, along with the sheriff, she's going to be kind of like the main character. Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. Um, and Ringy, up until, up until this, the only thing I've seen Rebecca Ferguson in Ringy is Mission Impossible films, because I don't really follow her. Oh, yeah. Um, but she was good in those. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I, I, I quite like the show. Um, I'm going to try and watch the second episode, watch a bit more of it tomorrow, if I if I get time. So I've got to... Um, Get rid of my get rid of my cat's cat tree tomorrow and build her a new one. Oh yeah, that's going to take priority. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Be kind of on a on an Apple kick right now, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Apple shows coming up that's here. Quite a lot of good stuff on Apple. Yeah, yeah, it's got good high good quality stuff. It's not like as much original content as like Netflix, but they put a lot of energy into them. So you know, I mean, I I like the uh their 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 adaptation of Foundations pretty good. Don't know if you've seen that. I've seen some of it. I need to finish it up. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting show. I, I like that show too. The one show that disappointed me, which maybe I should finish this season. I haven't finished season one to be fair. Is Invasion? It just they do this little trick thing, and and episode one that I really didn't care for, and then. There's a couple episodes where there's a character I just didn't like. I dragged I, real bad, and so I couldn't watch it. I got about midway through episode one and got bored. Yeah, it's a little too slow, and and it gets worse, and then it gets a little better, but then I quit watching it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people can't make good invasion TV shows. Come on, people, because this invasion is like kind of boring. Then War of the Worlds over on MGM Plus, boring. It's just like what happens. Let's do some really good fun. Or what makes it seem fun, but uh, you know, intense and fast-paced, you know, invasion. Come on, yeah, with some fun characters, you know, remake remake V again, but do it properly without yeah. the- <laughs> something. I don't know. It's just it's like they're uh, these lately. They're just really they want to explore all this human flaws and stuff. I guess maybe like and their own take of like Walking Dead or something. Maybe I don't know, but it just it hasn't been working for me. So. <laughs> Saying low, um, out of ten. Oh, I would say like eight point five so far. Yeah, I'm about the same. I'd say an eight point five. Okay. Um, so now we're going to move on to uh, my show. I don't think you've seen this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, series, Star Wars Visions season two. Um, and basically the the, the stories you get different stories by different animation uh, houses. And um, and the first one kind of they're all kind of loosely connected, but on this one they're not loosely connected. They're all sort of like their own thing. So you have Sith. Um, which is um, which is a story of a young female Sith apprentice that has escaped the grasp of the Empire and is living a quiet and isolated life with her droid. Um, the, the visuals in that are great because it's it's kind of like she's living in a living painting. Mm. So you see these, you see every time you see a drop of paint or something, it kind of it's kind it's kind of alive. It's really 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 cool. So. Cool. You, that. And you got Screech's Reach, which is um, about a young girl and her friends seeking a, seeking a break from from the everyday happenings in a rural workhouse. And as the girl and her friends go go for a wonder, they come across a legendary cave that has a darkness surrounding it. The girl is compelled to investigate and winds up getting getting much more than she bargained for when 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 the cave is revealed to be a testing ground for four sensitive children. Um, and this is a good good episode, but it's kind of very ambiguous as to whether the person that um, took the child away was a Sith or a Jedi. You don't. You, it's not really. Not, it's not really revealed. Hmm. So no, it's got you know basically these nine episodes, and there are there are different stories. And they've got different animation styles. Um, yeah, I've seen some of season one. 
I didn't know the season one stories were linked in any way, but I, I watched some random ones. So I think, I, I, you know, they, they seem to be loosely linked, but n- not really, really tightly, mm-hmm. but very loosely linked, as in they seem to be pretty much um, similarish storylines. Whereas, whereas this one, it's actually, you know, is you've got different storylines, like um, the, the final episode um, called Owl's Song. An alien child that loves to sing is raised by a stern but loving father who forbids her from singing as he worries that the sound of her voice will have a dangerous effect on the crystals that the town mines. And basically it's set in a town that mines kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. Well, the kyber crystals in this town are all red kyber crystals because they've been corrupted by the Empire. Mm, um, interesting. But, you know, it's, um, they're, they're, all, you know, they're all pretty good stories. And it's a, it's a nice, nice mix of stories. It's something for everyone there, and um, I, I really enjoyed it. And 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 I'm gonna get, I'm gonna snap a mark, and I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Cool. It's an interesting trend. I noticed like the boys did their animated series, and it was kind of like one story might have been in continuity, but the rest were all outside of continuity, outside of can- not canon. And then like, and, and the whole vibe reminds me a little bit of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, robots, death, robots, sex, <laughs> butchering. You know what I'm talking about on Netflix? Um, yeah, I, I know I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Robot Sex Death. Yeah, or Love Death and Robots. Sorry. Love Death um, and... Yeah, yeah. No, that's the right combination. <laughs> uh, yeah, it reminded me of that in a way, except, of course, in the Star Wars universe and stuff, and less less mature, less sexual. But uh, um, it's interesting that they did that with Star Wars. It'd be, it'd be kind of interesting to see them do that with the MCU or something, too. But uh, I guess in a way, what if it's like that? No, not really. So. Yeah, I, I think they could actually continue the original Battlestar Galactica in animation. Yeah, well, that's another piece of news, right, that we've learned recently. Yeah, Babylon Babylon 5, yeah, yeah, animated movie. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that 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 came out a couple of week ago, uh, announced by JMS himself. Yeah, yeah. So, that'd be cool. I, yeah, I think that's that's a valid option for certain stories to do that way, uh, especially if you want to fill in gaps and like like say you wanted to have like how did Enterprise uh, E get destroyed, right? Well, uh, maybe you could do a story like that, you know, because you normally would have a problem like the ages and stuff. You know, it'd be kind of tough to make it work, um, but if you do animate, it wouldn't matter. So yeah, I mean they could do they, they could do a, an animated continuation of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and you know, yeah, they get they get someone else to stand in for Patrick Stewart if he doesn't want to do it because you know pretty much anyone can do Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but... You just have an AI voice. <laughs> you know, just make it so, make it so, <laughs> make it so, and I must be drawn here. Sorry, I've been watching First Contact. Also, on to the next uh, series, Swarm, The Swarm, it's called. The Swarm. It's actually produced by some people that were involved in Game of Thrones. Mm. And basically, humanity faces an unknown threat that lives in the sea. A team of scientists posit a seemingly impossible theory that challenges humanity's self-understanding as the ultimate creation. Now, this is another slow burner, as in it takes a bit of while to get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the location for it is set all around the world, so you have bits of it that are in uh, that are in Norway, you have bits of it in Canada, bits of it in France. You know, lots of and, and scientists from all around the world are kind of working on this problem. And and what happens at the end of um, the first episode is um, a bunch of orca whales and the killer whale um, start attacking Canadian tourists, hmm. and and um, 
Apparently, while that's going on in another country, lobsters have started attacking people. So, oh, yeah, they have. I mean, we boil them alive. So I yeah, we well, don't. You don't see the lobsters attacking people. I think it's probably too gruesome to, to show on TV. <laughs> uh, but I think maybe it's probably because I spent quite a lot of money on the uh, on the scenes with with the orca whales at the end of episode one. Um, but they found a worm, a new, 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 ver- a new worm sort of knife form in the sea, and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what that is in episode two. But while that's happening, that while that's going on, um, a new sort of virus has started affecting um, um, some 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 people that have come into contact with a. Uh, with some sand or something. Hmm. You know, I don't think I heard about this movie at all or this TV show at all. Is it on Netflix or where's it at? It's yeah. it's on um it's on Sky it's on the Sky Sci-Fi Channel here in the UK at the moment, and it's only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um let's see, it stars Alexander Karim, uh, Cecile de France, and Leonie Leonie Binesh. Uh, but he also has um, do you remember the scientist from uh, Twelve Monkeys, the woman mm-hmm. that he. Time machine. I think so. Twelve monkeys. She's in it. The actress, the actress that plays her. But it's um, it's pretty good. Um, I quite like it. It's like one of these. Um, you know, it's kind kind of topical as well. Yeah, it I, sounds topical. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a it's a really good show, and um, I'm I'm quite looking forward to try and watch the rest of it over weekend. Uh-huh. I'm I'm probably going to give it an eight five at the moment because I've I've not seen it all, and and, and I say it's kind of like it's sort of slowly unraveling o- over the eight episodes. So cool. You have to check it out. I can't. Trying to search real quick to figure out if it's even airing in the U.S. or not, or if it's you gotta rent it or something. But not having much luck right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have to you might have to go about getting it the old-fashioned way. But that's the uh, IMDb for it. Hmm, well, cool. Um. All right. Did you give the score? Sorry. Um. I, yeah. I said. I said. I give it a nine. Nine. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Citadel. Let's. But before we talk about Citadel, let's we should go, go to a commercial break. Yeah. Yes. Nova Scotia, Canada, home of pirate tales from days long gone, home to thousands of ghost stories, and of course, the curse of Oak Island, and now, the Maritime Witch. Tune in every second week and join Linda as she explores the wonders of witchcraft and all that surrounds her in the Atlantic provinces of Canada. The Maritime Witch. Available on Podbean, YouTube, and of course, Facebook. Stop in for a spell. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. We're back. And next up is Citadel. Um, I think the episode five today. I haven't watched today's, so I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to have to rewind back to... uh, Last week's, which basically told us Celeste's story, which um, was a woman that um, our main character is married to. Mm-hmm. That's a good twist about her. Yeah, it's a really good twist about her because she's kind of like, um, I think she's the wife of Yonce of one of the villains. Yeah, love uh, triangle. Super spy love triangle. Yep. So, um, so basically got to, she's got to see her story play out in the past and... This is this is kind of like a criticism I've got about the show. We seem to be spending a lot of time in the past. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. That you don't spend it all in the past. Mm-hmm. Don't have any forward momentum in the present. Well, it's um basically Celeste is um is 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 um, a member of Citadel. She's a computer specialist, I think, and um they 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 basically they basically send her undercover 
on a mission, uh, which is where she, you know, she meets one of the Vingans, the one Vingan that she ends up being wound, you know, ends up being with, I think. And she's she's going there to steal something. She's going there to steal um, a bit of technology that this Vingan is developing, which um, if he develops it, it could sort of like destroy all, all life or something. I think that's the storyline, isn't it? Sounds right. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh well, well what do you feel like it, do you feel that this show still has a lot a lot of good mo- forward momentum and action a lot of potential or it's slowing down for you or what I think the you know last week's episode, we got to see quite a lot of action but we we know that there's a mole in Citadel yeah. that scratched the mole up and um they, at the moment they're trying you know they're, they're throwing shade and saying it's Nadia mm-hmm. um which sort of feels a little bit too obvious to me yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't think so I think it's just especially not so early on they would give it away like that plus they try to kill her and she seems surprised so if she did betray them she must have betrayed them in a smaller way and not realize what was going to happen but I don't think she betrayed them I think they're going to lose momentum if they carry on you know going to the past yeah uh, they need sort of like uh you need to concentrate maybe a bit more on the present. Um, thankfully, the latest episode, uh, Tell Her Everything, which aired today. Um, did it air today? Um, it's the 19th of May, isn't it? So time rem- it's basing time renders us. It's the ninth, you know, is today's episode. And there's only one episode left to go next week. Wow, really? Wow. It's nearly over, I think. Um, but um, I, I won't go too much into what happens in today's episode because I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, but I just got to say, Leslie Manville um, is absolutely, you know, knocking out of the park. Uh, Leslie plays uh, the the head of the head of Manticore, Dahlia Archer. Um, she, she's a she's a villain that was kind of torturing uh, Stanley Tukey's Bernard Ornick in the in the second episode hmm. uh, she, she's she's really knocking out of the park because normally you, you see leslie manville she normally plays she doesn't normally play villains so someone that's actually not not known for playing villains she's actually doing a really good job and she's really good in 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 the episode that came out today oh, good that's all i'll say but for me I, I think if next week's the last episode which it looks like it is um then it, it's kind of slowed down a bit so it's going to have to speed up again next week. Mm. But yeah, I'm probably I'm probably more inclined to give it an eight five now. Uh oh, than, than it was the nine that I gave a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's it is doing a lot of back and forth. I mean, I get why they're doing it that way, but it does slow down over time of a of a TV series to keep going back and forth in time. Um, I mean, I still enjoy the show and I still think it's good overall. But yeah, I think uh, you got to be really careful about that, especially like something that's supposed to be high action thriller, right? If, you're, if this was like a mystery type show focused primarily and you're trying to unravel this mystery, which it, there is a mystery, right? But it's also a super spy thriller action back. Uh, I think, you know, it'd be more understandable to have that or uh, something like that. But with the super spy thriller thing, you need to have less, you know, looking backwards and stuff. Mm. Uh, probably. Although, I mean, well, at least not spread out throughout the whole season. The looking backwards has been a useful plot device. I just think, um, given that I've only got six episodes, mm-hmm. um, it would have been it would have been better utilized if they if they had a, had had a longer long, longer run. Yeah, yeah. Episodes, I would have liked. I really wish. I hope streaming shows. I, I'm sure this show is really expensive though. But um, I hope that they start to try to get more episodes, right? You know, I, I don't like this trend of, you know, squishing down. Basically, it's a miniseries at this point, this, this show is. And it would have been like a miniseries back in the day, back before the internet. Um, and it would have been shown in two-hour segments over, over three nights. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it would have been back then. 
I finished um, by the Tiger Vision back. Yeah, I mean, it worked back then for a reason. So um, I think, I don't know, I think they're going to have to, I think I think everything's in flux right now with streaming anyway, as they're trying to figure out how best to make money and probably get rid of cable at some point. Um, and uh, like we have a lot of that free ad, you know, platforms are getting a lot more support now. Um, and everybody seems to be trying to build their own versions of those, not just uh, streaming where you, you know, you pay for it and get unlimited, you know, uh, viewership video on demand. Um like Nats and Pluto now as well. Yeah, to be, you know, the ones you just said, um, Freevee. Well, Freevee's not uh, linear. Program. Well, I guess Freevee might have linear programming, but um, like they're all having a lot of them. Even the existing platforms are getting linear programming mixed into it because I think like older people are used to that, uh, and then they can stick ads in those. So it's it's a it's a revenue model that television has you know has known for its entire existence. So I think. They're trying to use more of that and see if it works well for them. So, and it'll be interesting to see how that all shuffles, how that all works out. Right. And unfortunately, what sucks is, is like, like what Warner did is they took a bunch like Westworld Nevers and stuff like that and they threw them in those, those things. And it's hard to find them and watch them, uh, especially like the, the back half of Nevers. I'm really frustrated about that because I love that show, but it's just like, I don't, I have other things to do in my life than hunt down every single one of these episodes and try to watch them live. <laughs> need to because i hunt them down for you <laughs> well I, yeah i know anyway i mean for everyone else in the world in general uh it's it's frustrating to see that happen uh because it's not a great way to premiere your episodes right your new episodes you just you just kill that show you buried it and and made some little bit of money off of it uh and it, um, on the back end so anyway it's frustrating to see that but i think it's gonna all sort out soon next year too especially after the rider strike and and then we see how that plays out. That's yeah, going to. I think the entire 2023, 2024 season of television, it's all going to be written by AI. <laughs> the scab. Hello, my name is Scab. I will write all your shows for you. <laughs> you don't need human writers. No, uh, but that's part. That's one of the things they got to do, right? They got to like talk about how how that works, right, with AI, so they don't get replaced. Um, because I'm sure there are studios out there that would like to do that. That wouldn't see any problem with doing that. There's still um, things. I can do though because I um I did an Logan's Run article a few months back and I used AI for the first paragraph of it mm-hmm. and AI messed up right away um in that um it said oh uh, for Logan's Run we can bring uh, the these two writers in um as consultants you know the two writers that wrote it mm-hmm. and the two writers that wrote Logan's Run are dead so you know how do how do they they go into consult from the grave. You know, what is death? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, AI is not perfect for sure. And AI really can't write. It could write, it could write silly, it could write like a silly Sharknado type thing, right? Move a little bit of help to make it silly. Um, It could write, it could write different stuff, but it doesn't do humor very well. Not not really. It doesn't do, everything's cliched. It's, it's taking patterns, common patterns and using it, right? And, and it's just, it's, so it's it's ultimately a little cliche, and um, so you have to have a human alter it if you wanted to. And then, but also, like, why don't you just start off with a human vision and stuff in the beginning? Uh, maybe use AI to help you out a little bit, perhaps if you needed to, uh, for writer's block and stuff like that. But um, uh, but anyway, I don't think, but I, I do think it is a concern for all creators out there. That not that it's going to replace us necessarily, but it could be misused and could be used to try to replace people. Um, because like, um, that one actress, former actress, uh, Bateman's sister, can't remember her, her name now off the top of my head from Family Ties, 
she's like warned about AI being used to replace actors and stuff. Like they, you know, agencies would try to sign off and get you to like sign up and say, you can use my likeness. You can use my voice. I get a percentage out of that, but you can use it. And then that percentage, of course, is less than if you actually did it. So then maybe they would just take a big old catalog of that and just replace the, the live actors with it, you know, potentially. Tell you what it would be cool for and what it, what it could be useful for is um, reviving the careers of dead actors. Yes. Yeah, the estates could sign and, and, and let them return so, in a way. Yeah. If they could get the, uh, the, 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 the rights to the likenesses of some of these old actors, such as Cary Grant, um jimmy stewart and um and the like and, and stuff like that they could they, they could bring they could bring those uh actors back and give them a whole new lease of life good yeah i mean that's what some some people are up for doing that if it means you know after they retire from acting they can still make some money right but uh but then you get this whole i mean i can see down the road you know a couple of generations down the road would anybody want new actors or not or would you just use all these remember you know how hollywood is constantly recycling right but what if they could just recycle their actors? So would would uh, would they push out new actors? You know, be coming out there, it's like who needs a new strong man guy like Bautista if you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You can make him, you know, his peak uh, or something like that. You know, so there's all sorts of weird stuff that could come up. So lots mm. of sci-fi stories be written. <laughs> it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be as good as the real deal, though. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, it's going to get better, but I still don't think it's going to be quite the same. Well, it won't be the same, right? Because for me. When I like a book series, for example, from an author, you know, I would love to get that author to sign it if I can see them, right? I can't get an AI to sign a book. <laughs> and uh, and I'm curious about their lives in some ways or their personalities sometimes uh, or the story behind the story sometimes. But there is no story behind the story of AI. So uh, it's just a, it's just it's just randomly putting together words and patterns and in the way that it thinks you want it to. So um or if if this actor is a CGI actor, it's it's just it's a cool cool gimmick and stuff, but it's not really. He's, they're not gonna go out on press press uh, conferences or, or go on uh, press tours, right? Because they're they're they don't exist anymore. So <laughs> kind of strange. It would change the dynamics a lot. It changes the human connection that you get. Like like people are fans of certain actors, right? So but if they're if they're dead and that's a simulation, would you still be a fan of that as the same way? I don't know. Mm, depend, it depends on how good the representation was of, of, of the actor mm -hmm. and um, and how well well voiced it was, because it probably have to get somebody else in to, to do the actor's voice or AI to sort of simulate it based on 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 material that it's gathered from old movies. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, we got Luke Skywalker that way, right? And Mandalorian in a way, right? Um, that was CGI. That wasn't AI. Oh, I know. So it's even better if you did AI, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so and, and he still said the lines did Mark Hamill. So yep. But we're one step away from not having to have the actor say lines. Like you could just create their voice. Their, AI is really good about making voices in general. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, what stops that from happening in the future and stuff? And, and I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Or should there be a new Luke Skywalker to play him at that age? You know, would that be great? Would we like, would we begin to like the actor? Kind of like, um, the new Kirk and Strange New Worlds, or we got a new Spock, you know, if we could just, just CGI that Spock, like Leonard Nimoy, that actor would never have got to play Spock. Talking of which, uh, there's a game coming out uh, soon called Star Trek Resurgence. Oh yeah, what's that about? It's it's basically a it's a new ship, new captain, new crew, and uh, they it's an adventure game, a narrative driven adventure game. I don't know exactly what it's about um, because I've, I've been avoiding spoilers on it. 
Mm-hmm. I do know that Spock's in it, and mm-hmm. they got they got somebody in to to do Leonard Nimoy's voice, and he does a really good job. And also, uh, Riker makes an appearance in it as well. Nice. Um, so that comes out on the twenty third, I think, and it's uh, basically made by I can't remember the name of the software company. But it's basically made by former former members of of uh, Telltale Games mm. who did a lot of the uh, Walking Dead narrative games, and they did Back to the Future, and did a Wolf the, the Wolf Among Us, you know, based on the um, on, on on the fairy tale. Um, I can't remember the comic book where it's all fairy tale characters. Fables, I think so. It might be Fables, mm-hmm. um, and but they did the game based on that, so. Um, they, it's, it's basically a new company that's been set up, and uh, it's using a lot of the um, a lot of the old talent from 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 Telltale Games, and the graphics look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes out on the twenty third, so I know what I'm going to be doing on twenty third. <laughs> I know all this video game talk. I'm I'm really tempted to go back and play some video games. I got a few fr- free games on Amazon Prime supposedly. I haven't tried it yet. So. Yeah. Well, so. I've got I've got both a console and a gaming PC, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so back on track, uh, you're going to talk about uh, your shows now. You got three, and starting with From. From, yes. I'm continuing to watch From on MGM Plus here in the US. Not sure if it airs over there in the UK. Or... It airs on on Sky Sci-Fi here in the UK. In fact, it's one of the shows that Sky Fi Sky Sci-Fi launched with last year. Oh, nice. Well, uh, we're like um, we're four episodes in. This way gone was the last episode, and uh, it's been pretty pretty wild. The first couple episodes were pretty intense and crazy, uh, and then uh, it slowed down a little bit. But we see the aftermath of all these bus, uh, the people from this bus that got trapped there, and their personalities clashing and stuff. Some not being willing to accept it or willing to accept authority of other people. Uh, but I think the, one of the biggest things, the biggest thing that happened in this way gone is that um, there's a character named Sarah <clears throat> who in season one went a little, little, little bonkers. She kept hearing voices from the town, from the place they're in. There was kept telling her, you know, told her if she killed a few, a few certain people, then everybody would be freed and, and it would be great. And um, so she, she opened the door um for uh the deputy's father who suffers from um uh, i'm not sure if i can't remember if it's specifically dementia or there's certain disease that's Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah it could be it's it's yeah i'm I, I can't remember if they said specifically or not but um he was a danger to you know the deputy's mom and him because he like tried to open the door to let one of the monsters outside come in. Because they try to tempt you, they try to appear human and try to talk you into opening doors and stuff. And uh, so they they locked him, kind of locked him in this basement of uh, of this uh, of this building, which is like a huge base. I mean, it's like a rec center type place. And so um, so it's not like terrible to be locked in there. But he has to stay away from his family at night, you know. But they come and visit and stuff, and they make sure he can't get out. Anyway, Sarah, because of the voices, leaves the door open. Monsters come in, rip him to shreds. Um, the 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 wife feels guilty a little bit because she feels like maybe it was her fault. And uh, and nobody knows in season one except for this, this priest, his father, and um, and and the, near the end, the sheriff finds out that Sarah had done this because Sarah also like it's an argument with her brother and accidentally cuts his throat and kills him because she was going to kill this young kid that's one of the, the like the main family that comes there, and uh, but the brother you know stops her. And uh, so they were going to punish her. So because um, the punishment when you do anything wrong, 
especially if you're killing somebody uh, or you're, uh, you're putting anybody in danger is that you get put in this box. This box is just like this metal uh, like container that's not real super strong. It's strong enough to keep you locked in there, but it's not strong enough to keep the monsters out. So if you get locked in there, you're going to die. You know, you get locked in overnight, the monsters will tear you apart. And, and they do it in one of the episodes in the first season. Hello. Yeah. So anyway, so the big tension here is that Sarah is back in town. She's been hiding out. Uh, the deputy finds her. Deputy doesn't know that Sarah had was involved with his father's death. Um, and and he's a really nice kid, and he ch- kind of wants to like believe in the sheriff and try to figure out a way to save Sarah's life and stuff. Uh, but then he finds out that she did cause that death, and now she now he wants to kill her. He wants to put her in a box. Sheriff's trying to like no, but he, she she has a connection. She saved my life in the woods. She has a connection to this place. She can maybe help us figure out what this place is and stuff. If we kill her, then that's you know we're killing that chance. Plus, it's it's just not the right thing to do. Is just be killing her. It's not her fault. And um, so I the next episode is probably going to be about you know everybody finding out about Sarah and how that works out. Like, is everybody going to like force her to get kill her? Or is, you know what's going to happen? So so anyway, that's kind of what's happening. Um, you know, lots of stuff going on. You know, um, uh, the one character, terrible character names. I need to like uh, kind of remember some of these people's names. Uh, Jim Matthews, he's the father of the main family that, that arrives in town in the very first episode. Uh, he had tried to build this radio to talk to to reach someone out there to see if he can get help. And because uh, they really don't know what this place is. Is it is it the afterlife, a pocket dimension? Uh, are they on a spaceship? Who knows? He knows what it is. So anyway, he tries to do radio. He gets a voice. That voice is not, not friendly, though. And and tells him, you better you better tell your wife, quit digging a hole. And then 20 minutes later, the hole collapses on her and stuff. And uh, so he's obsessed now about they can see us. You know, who who who's controlling all this? You know, why are they doing it? You know, you know how can they see us and all that stuff? So um it's either a good thing or a bad thing. It's a disturbing thing, right? So, and only him and Donna is another character who's kind of a leadership role. Uh, know uh, that this had happened. So, uh, you know, Matthew wants, or Jim wants to tell everybody. And Donna's like, are you crazy? You tell everybody, you're going to freak them out. You know, it's not a good thing. We and we don't want them to know that we know or something. So, anyway, there's a lot of things, a lot of things going on. I really like the show. It's just very like crazy. It's got that lost vibe in a way. Um <laughs> Oh, like exploring the dark side of human nature. Yeah, it's exploring dark sides of human nature. Is exploring, you know, this unusual place like in Lost. Except I think it's more probably more supernatural, unless there's aliens or something going on. I don't know, but uh, but it could be anything, right? So I don't know what, what's going to happen. No, and I feel, but I feel like they've dropped enough clues or patterns that I feel like they at least put some thought into what this place is. Like I don't think they're making it up, at least not all of it up on the fly. I think at least the big, the big question. Where, where are they at? I think I think they know. <laughs> Unlike in Lost, which we found out they did not know <laughs> until yeah, later it, on. It's kind of, you know, with Lost, it kind of got to a point around about third season mm-hmm. where it felt like they were making up on the fly. Well, they were. They were making They were always making up on the fly, really. That's what got revealed later. It's season by season. They had no idea where they were going. They would create questions in, in season one that they really didn't know how they're going to answer season two until they got season two. So, which, and sometimes when you write, you got to do that to an extent, but they really, they needed to, the mistake, I mean, it was a hit show anyway, right? Except, you know, obviously the controversial ending. Uh, but the mistake that I think people need to try to do when they do that is they should know the big question, like, where are they? What is this place? They should always know that. 
uh, because everything you, you reveal kind of everybody's looking for a clues to what that big question is. And I think it shows if at the end you didn't know because there won't be a lot of foreshadowing, there won't be a lot of clues toward it, right? Because you didn't know what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to have a lot of contradicting things like Chris Carter and X-Files. He has no freaking clue how the alien invasion will ever be stopped or if it can be stopped. And he probably didn't even know who that anything about the aliens until, you know, season by season. And it shows because it's a c- complete mess of a, of a big plot, right? So. Mm. Yeah, but people, the people that like X Files, like us, only really like individual episodes. Um, we don't like every episode of X Files. Well, no, but you know, I'm just saying, like, an, I didn't watch all of, which I'm kind of surprised, I didn't watch all of the reboot X Files or the continuation of X Files. And I didn't do it because, not because of the individual episodes, because they always have, especially their funny episodes are really great, right? And there's, I know there's a couple that I haven't seen that I really need to watch, but uh, they're overall, they're, they're a plot line, their series arc, whatever you want to call it. But the aliens, you know, he, I don't want to ruin it for anybody to see it, but in the end of season one of the reboot, uh, and then the beginning of season two was the most stupid thing I ever seen in my life. And I was so disappointed. And I just was like, I'll get back to watching X-Files someday. I'm just done for right now. <laughs> it's yeah, like... I- I didn't watch the reboot at all. You didn't watch it all? Well... No, I didn't. I didn't bother with it because... Uh, to be honest, X-Files, when it went off the air after 10 seasons, it was kind of getting old for me. Oh, it was. Yeah. And part of that's, it's disappointing because they could have made it fresh again. They had, they introduced those two new characters that were kind of like the new Mulder and Scully. And they had this concept, which I think has only grown stronger in our society since then, uh, is the, the idea of like evil being contagious and affecting people and stuff. I mean, in this day of age, which I know at the... The motivation back then was probably like 9-11. I think it was around. Was it still on during 9-11? I, I don't I think know. It, I think it was before 9-11. Oh, well, I guess, you know, maybe Columbine. I don't even know what, what the inspiration that was off the top of my head. I mean, there's always been acts of violence. But nowadays, after 9-11, after terrorist attacks, after all these mass shootings that we have in the U.S. especially, you know, that concept of evil being contagious and, and making people go crazy and do stuff. That's like, I mean, that was, they were ahead of their time, I guess. And it's, it's disappointing. They didn't uh, explore that a little bit more. Um, so, cause it's like, it's timely, you know, theme, unfortunately, unfortunately a lot, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and at least it went, in, it would go in some direction. That wasn't the, the stupid aliens that it never could do anything and resolve in any way. <laughs> so back to from out of 10 <laughs> yeah so from i would say 9.5 i like it if you like car you like lost you don't mind mixing the two then it's a show that you should definitely watch so mm-hmm. now i'll oh. be really fast on the rest Smigadoon. Smigadoon. so I'm, we're going back and my wife and i'm watching a few different shows that we didn't see first time around and uh Schmigadoon was is not very old it's on apple uh, season two just came out not too long ago uh, so we watched season one of Schmigadoon, and it was just, it was hilarious. Like, if you like uh, any level musicals, but if you just like comedies uh, or dramedies, then you have to check out Schmigadoon. I'm it's... just wondering if the titles derive from an old Gene Kelly musical called Brigadoon. I don't know. It could be. I don't, what's Brigadoon about? Um, I'm getting up now. It was made in 1954, by the way. So basically two Americans on a hunting trip in Scotland become lost. They encounter a small village, not on the map, called Brigadoon, in which people harbour a mysterious secret and behave 
as if they were still living 200 years in the past. Oh, yes, it is then. I mean, there's a lot of musical stuff going on here, like callbacks to all sorts of musicals. But yes, the initial concept is very similar to that. They're not hunters. They're like on, it's it's a, uh, so it stars Cicely Strawn and Keegan-Michael Key, Key of Key and Pale, right? And uh, so I was curious anyway, of him being in it. And um, it's, it's those, they have this, they're, they're dating. They've been together for like, I don't know, three years or so, but the relationship has gotten slowed down. It's like, it's kind of gotten monotonous and you know it's it's not going in a healthy direction um so they go to this couple retreat and part of that retreat is that the couples go off in the woods for x amount of time and camp and and then they come back and so they go off in the woods get lost and they find this small town called schmigadoon that's that where they all break out in songs they don't really know they break out in songs uh like they've tried to they try to mention it to him occasionally like uh oh, that's a great song they're like what song but uh, uh, this small town that's really like like the plants, it looks like it's on, on a play, uh, like a stage or something almost. And uh, and they when they try to leave, they can't leave. This leprechaun appears, played by Martin Short, that's seen the song that tells them that they can only escape Schmigadoon if they find true love. And so, and they can walk across this bridge and they try to walk across the bridge, but it doesn't work. It just loops them back there. And they realize that they're not, maybe they don't have true love. I don't know. What is true love, you know? And uh, so then they have to kind of go on this adventure and figure out what true love is. And is it with them or is it with somebody else in the town? And all the townspeople got different, you know, secrets and stuff. And, and, uh, and, uh, and there's tension between different people in the town and lots of different elements of different musicals are in there from this similar time period. And, it's really cool. So uh, I'm not like a big musical person at all, uh, but I still enjoyed it from the clever songs they had and, and and routines, the humor in it and and everything else. And they have flashbacks at the beginning of every episode that shows different parts of their relationship and time, the good and the bad. Like they'll show a good time and then they'll show a bad time. And then it kind of reflects some stuff that happens in the episode. Yeah, so I'll have to check it out. I mean, I've been watching Ted Nasu. Yeah, Ted Lasso's great. And so, yeah, Apple's got some good stuff in it. And Schmigadoon's awesome. And and um, the sequel, I won't say anything too much more about, but it's called Schmicago. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to figure out what that could be like. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. But I did not realize that Schmigadoon was referring to that one musical you mentioned. That's pretty awesome. So <laughs> Yeah, you probably, you probably want to check that musical out now. It's actually pretty good. Is it? Okay. Um, you know, me... I I um I grew up in the seventies and the eighties and we had you know back then we didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of old stuff on the TV. So there was a lot of old black and white Jimmy Cadney movies and um, over holidays I'd show musicals with Gene Kelly. So we'd see Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. Anchors Away, and and Brigadoon was one that was on quite a lot as well as Meet Me in Saint Louis, mm-hmm. uh, Lewis and and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up with all that stuff and I quite enjoyed that stuff. I kind of like. I, I just kind of like the escape from reality, as in, you know, suddenly, you know, someone's walking down the street and they suddenly break out into the song. Yeah. And and no one's cussing them out or anything. <laughs> well, you definitely need to watch it then. I think you'll love it. It's really good. Um, One last mention before we go. New show, not sci-fi at all, but it's similar in vain. Maybe it's Poker Face as a mystery with an unconventional female detective of sorts. Uh, it's called High Desert, also on Apple. Just started. I've only seen the first two episodes. But uh, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's uh, Patricia Arquette plays the lead. Peggy is a former addict, drug addict, 
And, um, and she's kind of upset because her mom has passed away and her, her siblings are kind of like, you need to get a job, get a real job and stuff like that. And she kind of worms her way into becoming a, P- a PI uh, or like an assistant to a PI uh, played by um, Brad Garrett from like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. And uh, uh, so there's mysteries going on. She's really because she's she she used to be married to um, uh, a drug trafficker. <laughs> and so she's got addiction issues she's trying to deal with it's a little little off the wall a little bit of her personality. But she's really good at, at seeing everybody's like tell like fakes, like if, if somebody's trying to run a con or mm-hmm. you know, she knows everything about the criminal life, basically. And she can see and she's good at, you know, running uh, grifts and, and, and manipulating people and stuff like that. So it's an interesting character, very different than what I've seen before for Patricia Arquette and just in general. And I'm really curious to see where it goes. So cool. Oh, so- I'm sorry. Schmigadoon 9.9. I think that's what I would rate it. 9.9. <laughs> about, as good, about as good as it gets for a musical comedy for me. <laughs> Schmigadoon 9.9. It gets 9.9. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. And I can sing. There's 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 some really good songs in there. Uh, I mean that there's some really catchy tunes and some of them are hilarious. Uh, so definitely check it out. So, mm-hmm. so what are you gonna give it? Give high desert? It's a little early still to be able to tell, but I would say maybe maybe eight point five right now, and just see where it grows into. So it's a little darker than Poker Face, like the character drug addiction and stuff. So and uh, it doesn't the arc kind of continues over at least so far it seems like it's going to continue over a whole season so it's not quite as uh episodic in a way as poker face was uh, i mean poker face had an overall season arc but they also had like you could jump in and, and watch a particular episode which i was kind of refreshing uh because we yeah. don't get that very much anymore <laughs> Just... yeah I, I, i'm kind of getting tired of um story arcs I am. I don't. I think we we just need we just need diversity, right? It's like don't make everything one thing. Let's make some of this is episodic, some of this is you know you know a, a arc. Uh, but let's let's make a, a mixture. So, um, so that's the only thing that's kind of slowed it down a little bit. I'm not 100 percent sure. Or that's not given it like a nine point something, but it's still a very good show. Patricia Arquette's awesome in it. You know, she's I've always been a big fan of her since Medium. And uh, and and uh, she's in she's in Severance too, right? And she's really good in Severance. Yeah, very different character. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she's a she's a good actress. So uh, check it out. That's a good show too. No musicals though. No musical numbers that I've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'll probably get Alice Cooper to do the music for that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Hang out for dead before they rise. <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, so that's it. That's another show in the can. Yeah, we did another one. Woo! Yeah, we we finished another one. So. Um, you know, thanks for listening, everyone, and um, yes, we we'll be back at you again um, in about two weeks' time, I, I guess. Yes, we're every, trying to do it every two weeks, barring anything gets in the way. <laughs> at which point, I think we'll have a few new shows on the air, so we'll be able to talk about uh, maybe Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Oh yes, crossover. I won't be by then, but crossover with Lower Decks. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this and, and Nancy Drew's coming back as well. So mm, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen that show yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we'll see you next time. All, All right, right, see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.